0: Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. The year is soon to end. The year 5781 of the Jewish calendar. And we're ready to enter in the year 5782. It's a year of Shemitah. It's a year that in the land of Israel, we're gonna be abstaining from growing uh, our produce. The farmers will cease to work for a year and, uh, and actually, it really is three years that they're not going to make any earnings from their lands. This has been going on for thousands of years in the land of Israel. And as we can see, we're still here. They survive it. Hashem makes a big promise that he will take care of them. And this is how he, he, he fulfills his promises. So the new year is a year of trust in Hashem. And um, we're in an era in which we have to come to this realization of trust, of trust in God. And to believe in God is easy, to believe that Hashem created the world and He runs it and, uh, and that everything that happens, happens because Hashem decreed it. Okay, we can come to that. But to trust that he's doing everything and he knows what he's doing, this is where the work comes in. It's not easy. It's not easy to say, you know, this horrible thing happened, and, but I trust that Hashem knows what he's doing. That, that's, a very, that's a level. That's a level. And the world is taking us each day more and more and more to be able to grasp it, this level of trust in Hashem. We've been going already almost a year, more than a year and a half with the COVID. We thought we were gonna be rid of it by now and suddenly these new variants come out and people are like, so like, what should I do now? Like people are, they don't know what to do anymore. What to, if to trust this or to trust that or to, but at the end of the day, we see that the only only being we can really trust is Hashem. And, and Rosh Hashanah really is a day of coronation, is a day in which we coronate our king. And so in this week's parasha, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it because it's so connected to Rosh Hashanah, there, there is, um, it begins, Nitzavim, it begins, you are all standing today before God, your God, The leaders of your tribes, your elders and your officers, every man of Israel, your young children, your women and your convert who is within your camp, from your woodcutters to your water drawers, that you may enter the covenant of God, your God, and his oath, which God your God is making with you today in order that you establish you today as a people, and that he will be your God as he spoke to you, and as he swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. Yet not only with you am I making this covenant and this oath, but with those standing here with us today before God, our God, and also with those who are not here with us today. So we see here in this verse of the parasha, which is read always the Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah, which is very much connected to Rosh Hashanah, it says that this verse, the word today appears six times, and the same word appears eight more times in the rest of the, of the parasha. So Nitzavim, 13 times the Torah is mentioning the word today. So the moment to serve Hashem, this is a message, is today this is what it's telling us and as the Hebrew expression states the past has gone, the past is gone you cannot do anything about your past it's gone, what can you do about it? whatever happened, happened Uh, you can grow from it and if whatever happened in your life is not making you a better person today then you lost lost the boat so the only reason there's a past is so today can be a better today and so the past has gone The future has yet to come, and the present is like the wink of an eye. So the present, the present moment, is is the only thing we have, really. And at the end of the day, we don't even have it, because in one instant, it's gone. What I just said, it's the past already. So the Hebrew grammarians call the present intermediate time. Intermediate time is the wink of an eye. It goes like this. like a a breath, and that mediates between the past and the future and in the book the Tanya, the Rebbe Shneur Salman of Yadi or otherwise known as the Alter Rebbe, who was the first Lubavitcher Rebbe defines the intermediate individual as someone who constantly works on himself so in the Tanya he talks about three Three, uh, three people, three different types of Jews. He talks about uh, a tzaddik, who is a person that is holy, he's righteous, he's a person that has been able to transform the evil into good, and he has no evil within him whatsoever. Then you have a rasha. A rasha is a person who sadly falls into not fulfilling mitzvot and going against Hashem's will, this is what it's considered evil in Torah terms. And then you have a person that it's called the benoni, which is an intermediate person, who is a person who has an evil instinct, who has an evil urge, temptations like everybody, but he doesn't fall into them. He always is able to fight a battle and come out of it and never fall into the temptation. So what it's telling us here is that it's talking about time, the intermediate time, which is the wink of an eye, is compared to the Beinoni, because the Beinon is a person that lives in the moment. He's not thinking about yesterday, he's not dwelling on how bad a person he used to be, and he's depressed because he's no good for nothing. No, he's living in the moment. He's living the, the, the minute, he, the, the second in which he's in. What can I do right now? What is this time? How should I maximize this time right now? So today refers not only to the present moment, it includes the past, the present, and the future. So a person that lives in the intermediate moment, what he's doing is that he's taking the past as a, as, a, as a jump board, as a catalyst for the present and he's living the present to create his future. This is what a Benoni is doing all day. So the past is in the present, he says here, that that the past that is in the present, any self-image that an individual may nurture in a product of the past, I construct my perception of myself upon all that has transpired in my life until now, and the acquisitions, achievements, and challenges of my life that happened in the past, color my personality in the present and define it. But yet the past has gone, and the past is not here anymore. And how can we change our self-image? How can a person go through life carrying a big burden on his back, his whole life feeling shame for something he did 20 years ago, right? And so he cannot go further, he cannot progress, he cannot go, he cannot get out of this feeling because he's attached to his shame, to his past. Yet the past has gone. And we, and we can change our self-image. A person can change. A person not necessarily has to be stuck in his past. He can use whatever happened to him, as shameful as it can be, and propel it to be able to grow and become better and change his ways and help other people change their ways. So Hasidus teaches us that every instant, we are born anew. Every second you breathe, you can be a new person. This is the beauty of it. And so, we see that despite the sins of our past, right now, we stand before God. And this is what this pasuk in the Nitzavim is telling. We all stand here today. In Rosh Hashanah, we're all standing there. And and, and the Zohar says that this pasuk is alluding to Rosh Hashanah. It's talking about Rosh Hashanah. And... It describes the existential Jewish experience, the reason of why I exist at this moment is that I am part of a nation with whom God has made a pact. And so Rosh Hashanah is a day in which not only we're judged and it's not only a day in which we coronate the king, we make Hashem our king again, but it's also the birthday of humankind this is the day in which Hashem created Adam the sixth day of creation was actually the first of Tishrei and so we are celebrating the birthday of man this is also Rosh Hashanah and it gives us this concept of purpose and meaning and that Hashem created a whole world for us because there's something he needs from us and the whole creation is there to help us fulfill the purpose and fulfill whatever Hashem needs us to fulfill because he created a dwelling place for himself in this world so we can serve him so we can reveal his name in this world so he, there can be a revelation of Hashem outside of Hashem you know if he wouldn't have created the world and the people then Hashem would be nobody because there would be nobody to serve him. So if there's a king but he has no substitutes, he's no king. So for Hashem to be able to have an existence that is palpable to someone else, he has to create someone else. So the Zohar explains that this is what this, this parasha begins with, a, that we're standing today. And it's talking about Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah is a day that we remind God of our covenant with him. Not only we are reminded of our purpose in life and we're reminded of that we were created and that there's a reason for us to be in this world and we're celebrating that, but we're also reminding Hashem that he made a pact with us. And the blessing of sichronot, remembrance, is unique to the Musav additional prayer that we pray on Rosh Hashanah, which concludes, he who remembers the covenant. So Hashem made a covenant with us. He promised us that he was going to be our king, that we are his people, that we have a pact, that we have a Torah. And so this is the day that we are reminding Hashem that he created a world with purpose and that we're here because there's a purpose for us to be here. So as mentioned today, Hayom is a key word in this portion and this is a key word in Rosh Hashanah that we should really take with us throughout the year. And this is also a key in having Bitachon, having trust in Hashem. When you're living in the moment, when you're living in the, in, the, in, the, in the minute that you're in, then there's no doubt about trusting Hashem. But when you're in the past or you're in the future, you know, past creates a lot of, of pain, sorrow, depression, and the future creates a lot of anxiety. And when you have these two feelings of, of dread and, and, and sorrow plus anxiety, then you cannot be a person that is fulfilling his purpose in this world. You have to get rid of that. In order to be able to be a full-fledged soldier of Hashem in this world, you have to live in the moment. You have to be here and now. Thinking about, okay, what do I have to do with what I have in my hand right now? What is the purpose of this? What is meant for me? What, what is the meaning of this? What do I have to do with this? So. The day this refers to the unique day of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the day on which God created man and man is the only creature conscious of the passage of time. You know animals don't know yesterday, don't know now, don't know tomorrow. They have no idea about these things. So in our prayers on Rosh Hashanah, we say, this is the day of the beginning of your workings, a memory of this of the first day. Every year on Rosh Hashanah, we return to the initial point when time began. And you know, the Jewish calendar is not linear. The Jewish calendar is circular. So whatever the energy of Rosh Hashanah of the year 5782 is going to be is exactly the same same energy that was sustaining the world on the first of Tishrei that sixth day of creation it's the same energy so Rosh Hashanah is also the day of judgment which begins the 10 days of repentance on the on the day of Rosh Hashanah then there's 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which are known as the 10 days of, of Teshuvah. And the Talmud states on Rosh Hashanah, three books are open, one one for the completely wicked, There's they don't judge everybody the same way, they judge people according to where they're standing. So there's one book for the, the Rasha, there's one book for the Tzaddikim, and, there, and there's one book for the Benoni, for the intermediate, this, this person that we're trying to become. This is who we should be. And so on this day, God judges whether we're worthy of continuing to, to be in this world. This is what they're judging us for. Is, is it worthy to keep this person in this world? So, so we see here that dividing the community into these three, three personalities, the righteous, the wicked, and the intermediate, reflects the division of time into past, present, and future. So that tzaddik, which is a truly righteous person, as we said before, he is an individual that, that, that has overcome his evil inclination and killed it, and he does not suffer the constant battle of the wits, which most of us are familiar. He doesn't have a yetzer hara, he doesn't have an internal battle between his good, his godly neshama and his animal soul. The animal soul is completely subservient to him. So he has other ways to spend his time and the tzaddik lives in the future. He's future-oriented, he's always thinking about tomorrow. And his perspective goes beyond the mundane world and he smells the fragrance of the world to come. So what it means is that he's not living in anxiety like us when we're thinking about the future. He's thinking about what can I do today that will bring Mashiach. He's thinking about the world to come. Everything he does in this world is to build the world to come. This is what he's doing. So in contrast, the Rasha, the evil person, Belongs to the past. He's a person that's in the past. Perhaps he thinks that the future is in his hands. But in truth, his past misdeeds enslave him. He's a slave of his past. And his desires and inclinations, his evil tendencies, envy, anger, the pursuit of honor, arrogance, all these traits, negative traits, are what rule him and they enslave him. And he's enslaved to his own self image that's why unless you don't recognize the bad that you do you can never come out of it you have to recognize it you have to pinpoint to it you know what I have to work on myself I have to work on this trait that I'm impatient I'm such an impatient person I never have patience this is not a good character trait I have to work on that and he starts to work on his patience so he cannot release himself today from yesterday He cannot get rid of his patterns. And sometimes the evil person himself senses its enslavement and the evil are full of regrets. And the worst scenario is when the wicked individual is so caught up in in himself that he does not realize how evil he really is. So there's people that don't even even realize how bad they are. They don't even see the bad they do. They don't even recognize it. They They don't see it. They think they're good people, and so appropriately a sin, an Avera, is conjugate of the past, avar. The refined elite and righteous are sick, scarce, like we don't have a, a big amount of tzaddikim, this is a very, very um, small number of people in the world, and not everyone merits this God-given gift, it's a merit. And so yet we do not want to be evil. Nobody wants to be evil, nobody wants to be bad. The only remaining option is to be a Benoni, to be an intermediate that lives in the present. So a person that wants to be a a Benoni, wants to be a person that is able to be responsible for himself, that he controls his emotions, he's a master of his emotions, that he doesn't fall into all the temptations of the world, he's really able to control that, then this is a person that not only lives today, but he is building his tomorrow. And so today I stand before God, eh, as it says in Itzaveim, to do his will, and this is the essence of our service on Rosh Hashanah and every day of the year, that we are proclaiming Hashem our king and we are resigning the covenant in which we tell Hashem look we're here we're here we're yours we're here to to do what we have to do we're here for you so when Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi met Mashiach he, he saw Mashiach in a dream he asked him Sir, when are you coming? We're waiting for you. And Messiah responded to him, Today, I'll be here today. And so when the day passed and Messiah didn't come, Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi was very upset, and he went to the prophet Elijah, and he said to the prophet Elijah, What does it mean today? He said he was coming today. He didn't come. What did he mean? And so the prophet, he said to him, This is what he meant, today if you heed his voice. Not only will Mashiach come today if we heed God's voice, he will come today if we listen carefully to the voice of today. And by hearing that today, the day of Rosh Hashanah and today's service of God, we will merit the redemption today. So really we have to live in, in today this is where we have to live in today don't be yesterday don't go tomorrow live today you know i learned something beautiful about the rebel Lubavitch and how he maximized his time he, he for him time was very precious he didn't take it for granted you know today with all the instant uh, Instagrams and Facebooks and the news in your hand and all, all these phones that drive us nuts, we lose so much today in that. It's crazy the amount of today that we lose, the moments we lose. And the Rebbe Lubavitch was a person that maximized his time. His secretary explained that he would go in the car and he would be writing a letter to someone. He would get out of the car and he would give a blessing to someone. Before he entered his office, he was already calling someone. Like he was never stopped. He took the time, his time was so precious. And he was not a person that went to sleep at 8 o'clock at night. He, he kept on going till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. So, and he woke up really early. So this is a person that lived in the today. He lived in the today. So if I can at least give us something today to be able to enter into the new year, we should take this concept seriously. It's part of our, of our, of our, of our temptations of, of the world in these times in which we live, that the todays are, Our todays are stolen by by so much stupidity. Try to maximize your time. Try to take it seriously. Put time aside to pray every day. Five minutes, ten minutes. Put time aside to learn something every day. Take time aside to pray for someone that needs a prayer. Take time every day to call your mom or a friend that is in pain. Take time to do things that are worthy, that not only are worthy, but they're, they give you life and they give you peace and they're building your future and and try not to spend the today in so much stupidity. I, I bet you your life is going to be a much different life. so I want to wish you all Gamar Hatimatova, Shanatovaumetukai you're full of, of, of good health, sweetness. Um, It should be a a year of blessing, open, revealed. And the Hashem gives us the strength and the, the capacity, mental, physical, to be able to maximize our lives, maximize our days. You know, when a person, you take one minute, 60 seconds, you can do so much in 60 seconds. It's crazy the amount of things you can do in 60 seconds. And suddenly you're scrolling down the Instagram and three hours went by and you did nothing. So make it a point. I'm talking to myself too. Let's make it a point that we're not gonna take time for granted, time is precious, and that's all we have. So remember, live a little higher. Thank you.